Welcome to the Charles Carroll Society. I am your host, the self-appointed bard of the American Readout. Uh, thank you guys all for tuning in to the show. Uh, this is going to be a, a good one and one of those important ones. So this is going to be a martini or a scotch show. <clears throat> Uh, I think I'm going to do soon a show to update you on our, my personal situation. Uh, but for now, I'd like to thank all of you for your prayers, your kind thoughts. Uh, th- what I've recently gone through is, is amazing. Um, and it destroys more men than uh, it doesn't. It's amazing amount of pain and suffering. But um, I want to thank you for your prayers and your kind wishes, all of them. I could feel the love from this audience and from uh, those who kind of uh, know somewhat of the situation. And that was important in getting through, getting stronger. But this is not what we're going to talk about today. We got some other important business to talk about. By the way, are they going to impeach Trump? Um I have no clue. They're going to try. Every single person in the sound of my voice who knows anyone who's voting for anything other than a Republican candidate is voting to lock the country up for the next two years on impeachment trials. Uh, So a vote for any Democrat anywhere in the world, anywhere in the nation, is a vote for reversing all of our economic gains. And we're going to get into why they don't care and about that in this um, show. Uh, I was listening to my brother from another mother, John Jacob Schmidt, on his show, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to my brother from another mother a little bit, but some people were talking smack like that man doesn't do what he needs to do, or he's not out there, and uh, I was listening to a show where, he, where some guy was whining that we in the American Readout aren't being his best friends, and people move up here and stuff. Man, you know, uh, Anyway, I'll get into that in the future. The point of the matter is John Jacob Smith is out there a lot. Uh, neither one of us uh, are making enough money to pay our bills, um, putting this information out there and producing this show, uh, producing any show. It's a serious amount of work to produce these shows. And so um, he is really doing the Lord's work. And all of you are. Many of you have come up here, built retreats, moved up here, And you may or may not be talking to every single person you know. That's just called good OPSEC. So um, anyway, I I forget the show's uh, title or I would point you over there, but I'm sure many people in the audience listen to the radio shows. You listen to John Jacob Schmidt and myself, and so you probably know what I'm talking about. This show today um, is going to be called Slavery or War. That's what we're going to say. Slavery or war, and why I believe those are the only two options for everyone in the sound of my voice. Slavery or war. One of the things, as you first go through the the darkness, and then you begin to hold tight to your cross, and you begin to come out to the light of guys who go through what Actually, it seems JJS, John Jacob Schmidt, and myself went through. Anybody think it's interesting that John Jacob Schmidt and myself were attacked in the in the same way through our families 
at the same time. It, I guess we could just call that coincidence, but I don't know. Write me, uh, drop a comment on the blog. Coincidence seems strange that you get attacked the same way. But anyway, men who are going through the things that I'm going through, uh, you start learning things like uh, remembering what's... Uh, remember, you got to spend months and months. So I'm four or five months into this. So you got you, you to first figure out and get your feet from under, under you and figure out what you're doing. But then you start looking around and figuring out how to make a martini again because you haven't made those in a while and, and uh, figure out where your uh, scotch is coming from. Anyway, slavery or war? Slavery or war? That is what we are facing. And almost everyone is now understanding that's what we're facing. What do I mean by slavery? I, I heard when I was listening to John Jacob Smith's show, somebody talked about label lynching. And they were like, you're belittling lynching. I don't think so. I literally think the 21st century form of lynching is destroying a man's character. That's what the left does. Lynching was a mob violence generally against people who did not uh, do the crime uh, in, in general. And we're not talking about running men out of the town on post in, in the ancient West. We're talking about the 1940s, 50s, and 60s lynching. Most of those people who were lynched didn't do anything wrong. It was a way to, to terrorize a community. And yes, it had racial, and most of the lynching was done against blacks to terrorize their community. What's happening now is label lynching. These leftists and these globalists are destroying people's characters to say that if you speak about this, if you talk about this, if you do this, we're going to annihilate your character. We're going to annihilate your family. It is a form of lynching. Come talk to me about you're not using label lynching correct. I've had people in my family who have been lynched. Putos. Anyway. Slavery or war. What do I mean by slavery? Oh, you're using slavery in a... No, I'm talking about slavery. Chattel slavery. In this context, I'm talking about slavery means the subjugation of conservative slash traditionally minded Americans to authoritarian progressives and their socialist desires. Slavery is Medicare. Slavery is Medicaid. Slavery is Social Security. Slavery is Obamacare. Slavery is free college. Slavery is free housing. Slavery is universal basic income. Slavery is in our Constitution, where they say there is a progressive tax code, where people owe other people at the force of a gun, they have the right to take their property. I'm not saying that Medicaid, Medicare, and Social Security are not popular. I know they're popular. I am not saying that we're going to try to get rid of these programs because we can't get rid of them in the short term. We can't get rid of people are, have been promised. These are popular programs. But these programs are funded by force. You pull out of Social Security more than you put into it. Allegedly. And they want to greatly expand this welfare state which means this is what they want. I have expressed on this blog, I don't really do it on my YouTube channel because you can't do things on video in long form because the average people look at the video because you can see all the analytics. YouTube 
shares all that with you and they share. Most people look at videos for six minutes. But here on the podcast, we get to go into things more and, and discuss things more. I believe that conservative Christians, who I call patriots, are learning what Americans of African heritage experienced prior to the 1970s. And the question is, these Republicans are completely lost as usual. And here's the question to you. Do you have any constitutional rights if no person or no organization respects them? Prior to this, prior to this, if you go look at uh, America, it would say, Wells Fargo would say, if you are black, you may not apply for a job here. It would say that right on the front door. Gas stations would say, if you are black or, well, restaurants would say, if you're black, we don't want your business. Now conservatives and traditionally minded people are seeing that. And also this is showing, in my opinion, the weakness in libertarian thought. And I'll take John, um, uh, it rarely some of the few things that I disagree with James Rawls about. James Rawls talks about complete um, no government forms of community. But they only work for moral people. Please tell me we're a moral people. Someone here in the sound of my voice tell me that we are a moral people. Because you know what? We're not a moral people. And it's true. I mean, from Catholic tradition, God created the Garden of Eden. And if everyone was moral, if every single person was moral, you could have community farms and things. People only, they'd work all day, 14 hours a day, and they'd only take what they need. But once men were fallen, you can't have that. And you're seeing right now, Visa and MasterCard are banning conservatives, not Patreon themselves. It's getting bigger than that. YouTube, Twitter, Facebook are banning conservatives, even though it costs them views. YouTube's banning thought. All these people are banning it, even if it costs them views. Why are they doing this? It's something that, in my opinion, blacks and other minorities know. Hate is illogical. They hate you. They will burn down this country to silence you. That is what will happen. Libertarians are like, oh, it all work out. You know, just let everybody do what they want. And they won't hate traditionalist conservatives. If they were allowed to do whatever they want, traditional conservatives wouldn't show up anywhere. Show American flag and something, you'd be gone. DNS providers would take away my blog. IP, ISPs would, would destroy the IP address. We'd all be down to ham radios until they figure out how to get rid of that. Because hate is illogical. These people hate conservatives they hate traditionalists just like they hated other races in the past democrats are always like that they hate they hate i do believe that i say again 
I do not know of patriots or libertarian-leaning Christians who believe in the— this. Well, I call patriots. People are like, what are you, a patriot, patriotic patriots? No, I call patriots. I've defined it on the site, charlescarrollsociety.com. I call it libertarian-leaning Christians who believe in the original tent of the Bill of Rights or some type of new form of anti-federalist or what became known as anti-federalist. By the way, everyone inside of my voice has to know this, and I'm going to go talk to some people and see if I can speak at a couple of uh, events that are coming out. If I can, I'll, I'll uh, talk to you about it. But the people who put the Bill of Rights in were people who did not like the Constitution. They didn't trust the Constitution. They were they, – they call themselves Federalists as in they believed in distributed power, but they became to be known as anti-Federalists as they were against a strong federal government. They are the ones, everybody back then, all the little Obamacare founding fathers said, oh, no, you don't need the Bill of Rights. We're never going to come after your guns. We're never going to come after your freedom of speech. We're never going to come after your religion. But they did. But they did, didn't they? It was only those smart SOBs who said, I don't believe you. And they put in, they said, we're not going to allow the Constitution to be ratified unless you put in these limits. And this is the only thing that we have that's allowing us to live. We, patriots, are descendants of those anti-federalists. That's what the speech I want to give, if I'm allowed to speak, is who we are. Too many people, you ask the average patriot, the average guy with a gun, he says who we are, and he, no, who we are, we believe. And Orthodox Christianity, classic Western civilization, individual liberty. We believe in the original tent of the Bill of Rights. We believe that the, the Bible is the word of God. Period. That's who we are. That's it. No more elevator speech, 20 words or whatever it is, less. Um, this is going to be a longer show, so I think what we'll do is uh, break it right here, and we'll talk about why, as I define patriots, why we have been have demonstrated amazing amount of restraint, yet it's going to come to slavery or war or conflict. Well, conflict, I believe. Maybe not war as we understand it. So I am the bard of the self-appointed bard of the American readout, and I'll see you on the other side of the break. Welcome back to the Charles Carroll Society with the Bar of the American Readout. By the way, as you know, you can follow me on my YouTube channel. Please do that. Um, we are growing over in subscribers there a lot. Um, I cover Catholic news, uh, national news, readout politics, and I'm really focusing on South Africa right now over there on the YouTube channel. 
and I'm going to do, um, a, you'll see, a, a small portion of what we're talking about here on this podcast because uh, video basically translates into um, very short and smaller things. You really can't get into kind of understanding the background in, in more longer form. So, uh, and Twitter, uh, Twitter is waging war. If you follow me on Twitter, please uh, do some retweets and let me know you're there. Basically, Twitter is suppressing all my tweets um, at Mr. Alex Barron. So you got to go look for them, find them, and then retweet them. Putting out a lot of stuff. We're, we Catholics who understand that our Pope is a heretical Pope and that he is teaching anti-Christian messaging. Um, we're trying to do the best we can. So we are deeply. That's a lot of my tweets right now because it's a big. It's a big tragedy. Anyway. So we overwent this. This a podcast is called Slavery or War, or maybe Conflict, but Slavery or War is simpler. And we talked about our, my definition of what a patriot is. Why have patriots been so patient? Patriots, patriots, basically, in my opinion, and from many years of doing this, I don't know how many years I've been doing this now, but a lot of years. Many of you have stake in the game. You have money. You have retirement accounts. You have property. And we none of us want to lose what we've spent our entire life working for. That's why you see all the white, pathetic men in Massachusetts lining up to register their AR-15s. You know, we over here can look at them and go, what in the world are you doing? But they live in Massachusetts. Their kids go to school there. They have wives. And they have friends. And they don't want to lose it. So like cooking a frog slowly always works. You say, hey, 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 look. Look, you're Jewish and, and we are, you know, Aryans. And we just need you to register who you are. Look, 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 look. Calm, 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 calm down. Calm down. You act like the world's going to end. Just come over here and register. That's cool. That's good. Now, now, now. eventually, we're going to need you to move over here. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. You have houses and apartments, but you need to move over here. Socialists, national socialists, international socialists, we all got it. We all know where they're at. The other thing that we patriots suffer from or more conservative Americans, we suffer from or tend to be more law and order types. When I'm working with, I've never, of course, you know, I've never, of course, done anything (laughs) illegal in my life. But uh, you talk to a bunch of Democrats out in the street and want to do something cruddy. Yeah, it's just done. But you talk up to a bunch of Republicans or Catholics or Christians and we got to go do something cruddy. Oh, my goodness. That's that's breaking the law. You could. And they literally gonna, I mean, it's like a, a, a public prosecutor. The other thing that we conservatives tend to suffer from is a deep respect for the police, a deep respect for the military. And so we really don't want to do anything that would impact that. If the police say go this way, we tend to just go that way. But um, who do you think is going to... Um, I'm going to take this. Hold on. I absolutely love um, doing all the radio shows um, for my... As a one-man band. But anyway, we're... So let's get back to it. Basically, patriots are very law-abiding people. They tend to have things they have, um, you know... Uh, skin in the game they don't want to burn that up 
and they tend to have a deep respect for police. But I would have a question for you. You could have a deep respect for who you are, but who do you think is going to come for your guns and your liberties? Who do you think? Oh, it's the Chinese and North Koreans. What do you literally? Do you really think that? Here's how it works, right? Here is how it works. And I am not the smartest guy. I am not. They have people who are doctors and they get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to come up with these plans. What they do is they go find the elementary school that has the most children from the police because they have all those records. And then they go blow it up and they put your name on it. And then they tell the police. And after, you know, two or three days, they go, we have found the domestic uh, terrorist, uh, racist, uh, white supremacist uh, person who uh, dropped that, you know, biological weapon off at your kid's school. And here uh, we, we found 12 of them. And here are the 12 houses. We want you to go arrest them. That's how it works. That's how it works. You think they won't come for you? They will. So that's how it works. There, you know, Alex Jones is uh, one of the reasons you know that he is talking about the truth is because he was banned. If he wasn't talking about the truth, if he didn't have impact he wouldn't, no one would care. Like, they haven't banned me because <laughs> you guys haven't been sharing the podcast enough. They haven't banned me yet, but they banned Alex Jones because false flags do happen. They have all this, I mean, and I'm just a guy with an overactive imagination. These guys actually know what they're doing. You think they won't come? Who do you think is going to come? They're not going to come and say, these are Christian, peaceable people who just want to live their life and fly their Gaston flag and love America. No, that's not what they're going to say. That's not what they're going to. Literally, the guy's going to have a piece of paper and it says that he killed these kids and he killed that and you killed this and you did this and you did that. And we want him for because they know when you nut to butt somebody up on your door, you're not going without a fight. Well, some of you will. But some of you will not. Um, so we now understand slavery. We now understand patriots. I assume you guys know what socialist authoritarian progressives are. Why do I think some type of event may happen? Well, it's because there's no off ramp friends. There's no off ramp. The, the, uh, there are other people who write about these things who are much more eloquent than I am. I'm just a Yahoo who, there was no one who looked like me who were talking like this. So I picked up the mic and, and tried to speak and tried to share. And it's cost me dearly. Part of it. But I can see, even me, that there's no off-ramp. Look. They, and I'll get into what we're talking about. There's no off-ramp, and we can't continue like we're doing. If we do, we're literally going to, it's just going to destroy this nation, which it's already doing. We can't have Bush, then Obama, then Trump. What's next? Elizabeth Warren, and then what's after her? Ted Cruz? You see what I'm saying? 
45%, what they don't accept is science, right? Real science, real basic facts. 45% of Americans support President Trump. 45% of Americans think he's the second coming of Hitler. And then there's this 10% in in the middle who thinks they decide everything. And we just oscillate back and forth. President Trump won the presidency, and in November 2018, he's going to lose the House and he might lose the Senate. The Republicans will. The Republicans are planning on it. They're feathering their nest right now to get out of Dodge. Back and forth we go. How can you continue like this? Now, something that the other side gets wrong a lot. You, I, John Jacob Smith, James Rawls, any single person who I've ever spoken to will tell you no one wants a civil war. This one sheriff over in Spokane Valley or Spokane is lying. No one wants a civil war. No one wants a civil war. No one wants a war. No one wants conflict. People want to be left alone to live their lives as Christians, as Americans, and with individual liberty without you talking to them about what guns they have and what cakes they need to bake. That's the truth. And every single veteran in the sound of my voice knows that and you don't have to be a direct combat veteran. But if you were deployed overseas or if you've seen the sum total of war, you're one of the first people to say, I don't want that in my community because war is terrible. War against your neighbor is the worst kind. The Taliban doesn't know where the predators are flown from. ISIS doesn't know where the global hawks are flown from. Al-Shabaab doesn't know where the tanks are manufactured at. Civil war are the most brutal, and they always get dirty. Dirty meaning families, houses, just terribleness. No one wants that. But is my... And I have been saying this for a while. That we may already be in a civil war. The first revolutionary war had three strikes of the match. What they didn't understand at the time was they were basically already in a war. The British, as they call themselves, because there weren't Americans at the time. There were British who were colonists and British who were uh, who obeyed the king royalists, I guess. They were already at war. There was three strikes of the match. Those three strikes were already happening. It is my opinion that Bunkerville was one strike of the match. The election of Trump was another. It's not going to be like a, a, a war that was before. It's not going to be like a war that we expect It's a fourth-generation war between two groups who want to impose their political philosophy on this nation. Actually, the nation-state is what they're fighting over. I don't believe Antifa, although they are attacking police a lot, Antifa's main target is not the police, although, again, they attack the police all the time. Their main target are you, the patriots. 
It's a fourth generation war between two opposing fact groups. That's what it is. No one wants a civil war. But I don't believe there's an off-ramp. We believe that life should be protected from conception and without criminality, if you're not a criminal, to natural death. They believe that you can cut up your nine-month-old child one second before you deliver it and cut it up and suck it out of your dead demonic womb. That's what they believe. We believe that there is an objective truth. Truth exists. A better way exists. We are all trying to find it constantly. They believe there's no objective truth. It's, you know, depends. Is cutting off your daughter's clitoris good? Well, it depends on what, it depends. Is beating your wife to death good or bad? Well, it, well, it, 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 it depends. We believe that Christianity, Western civilization, and individual liberty should be promoted above all else in our nation. They believe Christianity, individual liberty, and Western civilization are evil. Should be spoken against at every opportunity. We need to take another break. As I said, this is going to be a podcast for the ages. People are listening to me going, yeah, you were wound up, Alex. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Sometimes you get there. Getting stronger. That's what's happening. Send me a note, Charles Carroll Society. Drop a comment on the podcast when I put it up there. Let me know you're out there. I want to uh, thank our Patreon, Jefferson Franklin and JJ down from in the occupied zone. They're the producers of the show. So if you see those guys comment, say hello to those guys. They're on the show. Or they're on the blog all the time. Let's take a break here, um, and then we'll come back, and we'll talk about uh, the article from a progressive authoritarian in a major publication that agrees with everything I just said. I am your host, the self-appointed bard of the American Readout, and you're listening to the Charles Carroll Society. Welcome back to the Charles Carroll Society. I'm your host, the self-appointed bard of the American Readout. Now, we've gone over, this podcast is called Slavery or War. We've gone over what I mean by slavery. We've gone over what I mean by patriots. I've, we've gone over what I mean by why patriots have been so patient. We've gone over why I think that some form of conflict is inevitable because there's no off-ramp. Why we can't continue as we are. We've also talked about that no one wants conflict. Everybody wants to live in peace. But it seems that we have compromised all we want, and perhaps there is no peace to be had. 
So one of the things that set this that I want to discuss with you was an excellent article by an authoritarian progressive who hates you, by the way, in a a blog called medium.com, medium.com. It was written by a guy named Peter, and it was titled The Great Lesson of California in America's New Civil War. There is no bipartisan way forward at this junction in our history. One side must win. He is 100% correct. You will win, we will win, or we will lose. This guy is an absolute authoritarian progressive, and essentially what he is advocating for is a government like California taking over all 50 states and imposing its will upon those, uh, all of us, in a direct democracy mob rule and doing that for generations to, you know, clear out to make sure that Americans know what they do. And the Republican Party has to redefine itself to fit in with the new realization, the new understanding. That's what he wants. That is what he's saying must happen. He has some really interesting points. He says about civil war. He says, American today, this is a quote from this kid, Peter Layden, L-E-Y-D-E-N. He says, America today is nowhere near the level of conflict or at the risk of such violence as the Civil War currently. However, America today does exhibit some of the core elements that move a society from normality. It is the process of working out our political differences through... um, through, I'm sorry, America today does exhibit some of the core elements that move a society from normalcy, like the process of working out political differences toward a slippery slope of civil war. We've seen it in many societies and many previous historical eras, including what happened in the United States in the 1860s. One of the things that I have found, and again, this is what I want to speak on to other people, is the the evil people um, talk about the Civil War, and they always talk about our Civil War in 1864, 1865, 1860. We, patriots, talk about this and look at the vision of the Revolutionary War, of groups of people who live out in the outside not wanting to be dominated by a far-off alien form of government. Just something to notice. So they will always associate you with Confederacy and Neo-Confederacy, but we wave Gadsden flags and the flags of our revolutionary fathers because all we want to do is be free. We are not alt-right. We are not racist. What we want is to be free, and we don't care what you look like. We don't care your race. Do you stand for Christianity? Do you stand for Western civilization? The West is the best. Do you stand for individual liberty? Then great, wonderful. Here, here's a, 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 a part of the wall to guard. But they see everything as race. So they want to see everything as you waving a Confederate flag. That's why you should never give in to them. We're not waving Confederate flags. We're not waving Confederate flags. We wave revolutionary flags. Because you are the new King George. Instead of King George, it's the mob rule. 
You want to tell me what guns are in my house? Ain't going to happen. Ain't going to happen. Another thing that this Peter guy says in this Medium.com article is he says what I have personally said a lot. He said, politics today is closer to a civil war. I say it's a civil war. I personally say it's a fourth generation civil war. I believe that we are already in the entry phases of a fourth gen civil war. Bunkerville was an element the annihilation of our history. I'm not a Confederate. I don't believe, I don't care. I know that the the Civil War was started primarily, not exclusively, primarily, not exclusively, primarily, not exclusively about the enslavement of Africans. Every single state that succeeded sent in a letter of why they're succeeding. You can look it up online. And every one of them said, we want to oppose a world where blacks are equal to whites. So I understand that. But that's not what this is. No one's out here trying to re-enslave anyone. No, most of the people, nearly everyone that I've ever met that is associated with the American readout, associated with Gaston Flag, doesn't care about your race. They want to live in peace. People like Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro has a hugely popular show, hugely popular podcast, hugely popular um, uh, YouTube channel. But he says that he doesn't think this, we're in a civil war. He's wrong. And I say that with Ben Shapiro has an IQ of about 160. I have an IQ of 122. The guy is way smarter than I am. But these people get too smart. I believe that Ben Shapiro is wrong, that this is not a civil war. And I think the reason he doesn't want to see it as a civil war is because he's afraid of what it would mean. It is a civil war. And Ben Shapiro, if anybody wants to send this to him, I will. I'm not going to debate him. I mean, dude has 160 IQ. I mean, he literally is a freaking genius. I got a little bit on the chalk. I got a little English on the stick, but I will explain to him my perspective. And if he wants to listen, maybe he will learn. Someone send this podcast to Ben Shapiro and say, hey, Alex Barron, the self-appointed bar of the American Readout, will explain to you why we are already in a civil war and you need to get your big boy pants on. I believe he's afraid. And I believe that logical people, which he is, he's a bloody genius, should be afraid of war. This is why he doesn't want to see it. But it's wrong to not see what's in your face. That's how you lose wars, Ben Shapiro. That's how you lose. The military presses into our brain from the first day. You don't see what you want to see. You see what is. And we are in a civil war with globalist socialists that want to annihilate us. Now, Peter, in this article in Medium.com, titled, Great Lessons of California in America's New Civil War, there's no bipartisan way forward at this junction in our history. One side must win. He whines, you know, about man-made climate change, which is not proven. 
by the way, it doesn't matter what they come up with. Know this fact. No science is proven. If you are scientific, you understand it's called the theory of gravity. The the- we kind of know how gravity works. Planes fly everywhere. But we call it the theory of gravity. There is no such thing as a scientific fact. There are scientific theories that are yet to be unproven. Because when these physicists and natural physicists, they peer into the universe and they go write all these complicated papers, they come tell us, yeah, gravity doesn't work the way we thought it does when it's like big things and that and the other. And they're like telling gravity works around black holes this way and that. They are learning. Science is, it's evolutionary. You just keep going around and around and around and learning. Yet they want to tell you, oh, uh, climate change, that's a fact. But there's 60 studies, 60 studies that study the IQ of sub-Saharan Africans and say that the average IQ is 70 on a current scale. And amazingly, the IQ of the average black in America is 90, more than a standard deviation higher. And the average IQ of white is 100, the average IQ of uh, Far East Asians was a Japanese, Korean, and Chinese, or 103, and the average IQ of European Jews is 110. They'll say that's that, 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 don't, don't talk to that. Don't say that. You can't say, you can't say that. But you're like, wait, but there's 60 studies, 60 different scientists did 60 different things that say that IQ exists, general intelligence exists, The IQ test is the best we have at measuring general intelligence and general intelligence is partially inheritable and it's different by race. No, you can't talk about that. But then you want to tell us that climate, man-made climate change, not that man have an impact on the planet, which almost everyone says, uh, yeah. That men are the predominant factor in global warming. Man- Activity is the primary factor. They say that's settled science fact you can't study anymore. No questions allowed. You see, they pick their facts. He complains about the rich. Everybody wants to be rich. I don't care if anybody made more money than me. I don't care. I want to be about myself. I want to, you know, I want to try to make my own money. He complains about the globalist nature. Even though we all know that more rich people support the Democratic Party than the Republican, the Koch brothers, the largest funders of the Republican Party, are supporting Democrats now. Because President Trump says, I want America to be first. Kochs are like, I just want to be rich, bitch. That's what I want to be, rich. And I don't care if I have to sell out my fellow citizen to do it. That's what the Koch brothers say. We're like, we want respect and we want an honest chance at a job and we want, we want you not to tear down our borders so that everyone is competing against every kid who's high school educated and wants to go off and work and support his family. We don't want that. We want to pay $2 an hour. The Koch brothers don't believe in economic nationalism. They're all Democrats. But they're whining that the rich people, the rich people, Bill Gates, the head of Facebook, the head of Twitter, the head of YouTube, the head of Google, 
the head of Microsoft, all these people are Democrats. Who's rich and a Republican? What, Peter Thiel, the first homosexual to speak in front of a Republican office? He's the first guy. They're saying, oh, the Republicans represent the rich. No, you sick son of a bitch. It's the Democrats who are, you are the ones who represent the globalist wealth. Well, I need a moment. Yeah, I know. Some of you guys, oh, Lord, what happened? (laughs) Hey, getting stronger, feeling good. I, I started writing the show notes, and it just didn't stop. It didn't stop. Anyway, let's take another break, and we'll have the final uh, part of our show. We talked about what he complains about and what they think is non-negotiation. Let's talk about what we think is non-negotiation. I agree with the guy. I agree. There's no off-ramp. We are at a point where either we compromise and lose who we are, or we don't. I'm your host, the self-appointed bard of the American Readout, and you are listening to the Charles Carroll Society. Mama, I'm coming home. You took me in and you drove me out. Yeah, you had me Lost and found and Welcome to the final segment of the Charles Carroll Society show. So... In this show, we've talked this show, slavery or war. Well, I've explained what slavery means. I've explained what I believe in patriot means. I've explained that um, why we patri- why, one of the reasons I believe that we patriots have been so slow to anger, which is good. The Bible teaches us to be that. Why I believe that there's no off ramp. Why I believe we cannot continue the way we are. I've explained in depth that no one wants conflict. No one wants conflict, but I believe conflict is coming. And, and I've explained the article we're talking about, Peter Layden from Medium.com. And he's right. But, of course, he doesn't talk about fortune warfare because he's a progressive. He's expecting other people to do his fighting and dying for. They have told us why they think that they must win. I will tell you why I believe we must win. We believe the Holy Bible is the word of God. And in any way you disagree with the Holy Bible, you are wrong. Not only wrong, you are evil. I am a Christian. I'll say that to the day. That doesn't mean I'm a good Christian. That doesn't mean I'm an exemplary Christian. My my personal life is a wreck. At least I understand this is the vision. This is the thing I this is the thing that I should be fighting for. We agree. This is sin. This is not. You ever go to strip club with your boys at a bachelor party? Yes. That's a sin. We might do it. It's a sin. That's what the, the liberals they try to that's part of uh Saul Alinsky's little theory. Make you live up to your what you say. And I'll tell you. I know right and wrong. That doesn't mean I do right all the time. 
But why are the things that we can't surrender on? They believe in child sacrifice. They believe in baby murder up to the ninth month, one second before delivery. They believe in that Christians should not be able to live out their faith. They believe that Christians should not be able to say there's two genders. Homosexuality is a sin. Transgenderism is a sin. That's what we believe. They believe that that is hate speech and not allowed. They believe in open borders. They believe that anyone has the right to come here, even if they say it or not. With little white girls in Iowa, remember that a girl was jogging and an illegal Mexican immigrant knifed her to death. Well, we have to talk about the immigrants. No, 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 no. My daughter jogs around Idaho. No, no, no. Uh Uh-uh. We ain't talking about nothing, son. Why the hell can't my freaking 16-year-old daughter pack a pistol when she's jogging? If you're going to let... I'm just saying they talk about the rights of the third world to... The right... If I was elected president... I would stop all immigration for 50 years. That's my, pl- that's my plank. All immigration. Screw a wall. And screw a wall was not my first word that this sailor was thinking about. All immigration stops for 50 years. We need to assimilate those who are already here into Americanism. Not one more visa is issued and we need to do something about birth right citizenship which was only put into place because of races who destroyed our nation and were trying to deny that blacks could be citizens so they had to put this into the constitution i'll tell you that's what i'm doing that's my that's that's if i was president that's my that's that's part of my platform but you know what it doesn't really matter what we think or what they think. What matters is at this point, either we win or we become slaves to them. I've said it in not the most elegant terms, you know? I've said it, there's no off-ramp. We've compromised as much as we want to compromise. This guy who writes for medium.com, that's why he gets paid to write. I don't get paid to write. He gets paid to write because he's, you know, he's, he's more eloquent. But he's right. Either we win or we are enslaved. And by the way, they think that we're ignorant. Ignorant. That's the word, right? Ignorant. Got a new word. Ignorant. We know they have demographics on their side. But we know that they've gotten that demographics on their side by importing third world voters. Socialist voters. Peter and Leiden and Roy Tiktari, R-U-Y. Is that Roy? What R-U-Y? What is, I don't even know how to pronounce that word. Re? I don't, I don't know. Roy. Anyway, Peter and Roy. They continue in their article. Two different political cultures already at odds through different political ideologies, philosophies, and worldviews can get trapped in a polarizing process that increasingly undermines compromise. They see the world through different lenses, consume different media, 
and literally live in different places. America readout. They start to misunderstand the other side, then start to misrepresent them and eventually make them the enemy. The opportunity for compromise is then lost. This is where we are. This is where America is today. His answer, California for the nation. Our answer, I don't give a damn if you got the, de- the demographics on your side. The people get a veto. You see, the Constitution is supposed to protect my rights from you. I'm not going to be enslaved again, although I was never enslaved. I'm not going to be enslaved. Let me rephrase that. I'm not going to be enslaved like my ancestors were enslaved. And I recommend you do not allow yourself to be enslaved, which means you have to be willing to lose everything. Your property, your trucks, your cars, your tractors, your 401k, pull it out and should be ammo already. You have to be willing to lose it all for the future. Because they are replacing King George, I get to do whatever I want, with, quote unquote, the people, direct democracy, mob rule. But we who know this nation was founded as a republic, not a democracy, we get a veto. Will we sacrifice everything? Will enough of us sacrifice every, everything at the right, at simultaneously? Unknown. Literally, we are Christians. We believe in the Lord. Your lives, your wives' lives, your children's lives. I have children. Many of the men who signed the Declaration of Independence did not have peaceful deaths. Wives were taken and then ransomed for other wives because retribution is the only way to stop men from seeking just descending into barbarianism. Retribution. You take a family, we take a family. You take a wife, We take a wife. Property? Oh, you burned down my house. Hmm. You know, homes don't get up and move very often. You seized my property and used it for your war effort? Hmm. I believe this guy, Peter and Roy from Medium.com are correct. We are, but further, we are already in a fourth-gen civil war. And they believe, and there's some evidence for it, that they can win through demographics. We believe that even if they win through demographics, we have a extraordinarily violent veto. We are living in the Chinese curse. May you live in interesting times. Pray 
and prepare. Viva Crystal Ray. Viva Crystal Ray. Viva Crystal Ray, either Virgin of Guadalupe. It's a no-knock raid. It's a no-knock raid.